Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Over the top cycling in Boulder, Colorado. I'm your host George Thomas and we are very happy to be on the phone with Mark Andrews, director of the Sebring 24 Hours down in Florida. Uh, Mark, welcome to the show. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Um, always ready to talk about our event. Well, it is from what I've heard from everyone who has uh, competed there, it is just a fantastic race. And I also really consider it the kickoff for the ultra season. Although this year, with the three guys going after the 206 miles a day for a year record, I, I well, no, you're still kicking off the, the ultra season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, um, I saw Kurt's uh, support vehicle here in Sebring yesterday. Oh, you know, I've heard he's actually doing a number of events. So is he signed up for Sebring? Uh, yeah, he contacted me. He's coming here, but uh, he's, he's, he's doing, he's, I just moved or is locating himself right now in just outside of Lake Wales, which is just, it's by Lake Wales, about 60 miles north of us. No, it's not even, it's probably about, Lake Wales is about 30 miles north of us, and we were, um, our bike club, Highland Peddlers, uh, was having, uh, we were kind of having a get-together. We had about 60 people there last night, and two people came up and told me they saw his uh, van with two bikes hanging off of it, and apparently his ride yesterday, I think he did 206 or 216 miles yesterday, and apparently he came through our area here going from uh, north to south. So, uh, so he's hanging about about and doing his rides around this area right now. And how fun for you guys to have him taking part in the event. When is the event? Uh, our event is the, uh, it's uh, Valentine's Day. It's always on Valentine's Day, which uh, is not, uh, it's uh, for my club members and one of our guys, uh, I'm after he's president of a club right now, owns a flower shop business. So it's like the worst possible weekend in the world for him. And Buzzy is one of my big, he's like, my, he, he's my right-hand man. And Jimmy Griffin's my left-hand man. The two of them uh, really put everything together for me for, for this event. We've been doing it for 16 years now. It originally started as a 12-hour race. And um, a guy came to me and asked me, you know, do you think you could do a 24-hour race and maybe involve the racetrack? And I have to be on the, um, uh, 
at that time I was on the board of directors for the Sebring Hall of Fame, and I approached the uh, track about letting us go on to the racetrack at night, because normally race cars aren't on the track at night unless they have a 24-hour Porsche event or something, and uh, they said, yeah, they, and so they donate my use of the track, so it's really, um, it's a big deal for us because it doesn't cost us anything, but it, it's really exciting to do 12 hours on the roads around here in Highlands County, kind of rolly, but not, you know, it's relatively flat, but they're, they're, some hills, and, and of course, you got the Florida winds, which are always present one way or the other. So, people come down and think, hey, it's going to be a, a nice flat ride until they realize that uh, the wind can be actually worse than a hill sometimes. Now, what is the course like when you're not on the track? How far are the loops? Uh, the first loop is, uh, is a, it's actually. The way we start is the first three laps, actually we start with three laps of the racetrack. That's because we start at 6.30 in the morning and it's dark. So we'll do three laps on the raceway, and by time we've done, the track is 3.7 miles long, so they've done about 11 miles when they leave the track, and by then the sun is up and, you know, not worried about somebody getting... You know, people being able to see them and such. Uh, and then they'll ride up to, uh, they'll ride from here up to a town called Frostproof on Lake Reedy. We have a turnaround there. They come back to Seabring. So when they've done the three laps and the long loop, which is 89 miles long, they've completed uh, exactly 100 miles. And then we drop, after they do that loop, then they drop down to 11 mile loops going around uh, roads just outside of the racetrack, comes back, so every loop comes back to the midway on the racetrack, which has bathrooms and, you know, all the support staff. So it's kind of neat because uh, everybody's, every 11 miles, everyone's coming down that midway, that big, long, half-mile-long concrete strip. The bikes and uh, service vehicles are on both sides of the road. It's like running the gauntlet. You know, the bathroom is at the end. <laughs> And they turn around and go back out and do their 11-mile loop. And then somewhere around 5, 5.30, depends on who's on the track. It's usually a, a driving school on Valentine's Day, so we can get the track at about 5, 5.30. And then we transition everybody onto the racetrack, and they're on that all night until 6.30. I love that cars are actually out there while you're off the track, and then when oh, the yeah. cars leave, you go onto it. It can be, um, it's kind of settled on this weekend because it's always when Skip Barber is having the driving school. Um, it was a year, I don't know, six, seven, eight years ago. Uh, it was during a Porsche Club event. So they have like 300 race cars there. And they had, of course, all the crew and all the people. So the main Midway Road was really full of traffic cars coming in and out, and then the bikes, and, you know, is really uh, not the best thing in the world, and, and another year we were up against the, um, with the SCCA, they're having a national, so, um, but I've discovered that the Valentine's weekend is always when Skip Barber holds their driving school down here, so I settled on that date 
because number one, it's not so noisy. Sometimes you can't even hear yourself think when some of these uh, race events are going on. And he's they're open wheel cars and they're not quite as loud. And uh, so the, anybody that you know uh, support crews, they can go out and watch the cars on the racetrack. And then when the guy comes in, they'll take care of them and that kind of. So it's kind of neat. There's always something going on. Now the racetrack is it an oval or is it uh, multiple curves? It's a road course that has 17 turns, uh, 3.7 miles. Uh, Seabury is the oldest road race course in the United States. They've been holding uh, car races there since 1950. So um, it's uh, well-established, well-known in Europe. You tell, you tell somebody you're from Seabury, they know exactly where they are. But it's the same cars that run at Lamar, run at Seabury. Now, how do you keep track of number of laps? Do you use a chip system out there? I mean, you've got a lot of riders yeah. and a pretty short turnaround. Yeah, yeah. The first year we did it by hand, and my well, my first year of the twenty-four hour, and my timing guy says, "I'm quitting. I'm not <laughs> going to do this again unless you get some electronic timing because it, it was a it was a big hassle." So we got electronic timing. The guy developed a program strictly for our event so he can time the long loops, the medium loops, and the loops on the track. keeps track of everybody and gives us a dead accurate uh, printout every time. So it's really pretty cool. Uh, uh, Ray Smith has been, uh, he's the one, his wife is the one that wrote the program for us, and uh, it works great. We never have any, we never have timing problems. Um, the only one year I think uh, we had some problems with Valerio Zamboni's bike because his light system somehow was messing up the chip. Uh, the wires went by it or something, and we had so we had a little problem with that one. So we had to hand time him uh, with a carbon frame. You know, if you get a little wire that's got a bare spot on it, if it touches that carbon frame, it electrifies the whole frame. And we, we never figured out what it was, and he's never had the problem again. But uh, that one year was very frustrating. Was, you know, every time he went by the timing stand, he didn't hear that beep beep that indicates that it that it got you. Wow. <laughs> you know? And so, and that's how you tell when you when you are a rider and you go across that timing stand. If you don't hear a beep beep, then you know it didn't uh, it didn't get you. This is Over the Top Cycling. We're in Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas, and we are visiting with the director of the Sebring Bicycle Race 24-hour, um, Mark Andrews. Mark, do you have a 6- and a 12-hour option as well? No. We, we strictly have a... Uh, well, we have... Well, should, well we have, we have a, cent- a time century, so people can come, and if they just want to do a, a time century, they can do that. Uh, so we have, uh, you know, we have a lot of those, and I, I put that in there just to see if we can get our numbers up a little bit. But uh, so we have a, 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 a time century, then we have a 12-hour, and then a 24-hour. Now, how many participants do you tend to get? Uh, about 200. We have, uh, and it's pretty evenly divided between the 12-hour and the 24-hour. So the 24-hour will have... Uh, you know, maybe a hundred bikes on the track at night. And uh, initially, 
the 12 and 24 hour will be on the track till 6:30. So there's about an hour we'll have all of them on the track. Uh, of course, you always get attrition, so you don't always exactly have the full number on there. But uh, um, the track is very, you know, it's very wide, long, you know, 3.7 miles, so it's it's uh, uh, longer than most racetracks in the country. And uh, some of the, you know, it's, it used to be Sebring used to be a B-17 base back in World War II, so parts of it are the old World War II runways. So the track is very wide. I was just thinking. Gosh, with that many oh, yeah. people uh, starting on a, a 3.7-mile loop, now is drafting allowed? I'm wondering how you break the riders up. Uh, drafting, drafting is allowed only, well, uh, except for the Ram guys. And the way we tell them apart is there's a number on their bike. It's, it's like a little flag that hangs off the back seat post. And anybody that has a single or two-digit number is Ram. Three-digit numbers are... Um, Everybody else, 12-hour, 24-hour, non-RAM-type people. So so typically we'll have 50 to 60 RAM attempts. means people are trying to do their 400 miles. Correct. Uh, those guys cannot draft. So, and that's really, I mean, actually that would be fairly easy to uh, referee because you could have a pretty good line of sight, I would assume. Well, I'm going to make it even easier this year. Um, because, uh, and I'm talking to my timing guy, I'm hoping he can work it out, but the, the, the thing that he puts on with your number that he attached to the seat post is white with black numbers. So I'm trying to get him to do maybe yellow or red with black numbers for the, uh, Ram guys. Oh, uh, the number doesn't mean anything to me because of what trying timing's picking them up anyway, but you know, so if I have a guy out on a motorcycle driving up and down the long loop, he can look over and immediately tell if somebody's a ram or not. If the numbers, you can still tell, but it, it's you got to have directly, you, you know, you can't. It's very hard to, you can see and you see part of a number, you say, geez, was that a ram guy or was it? You know, it's it's hard to hard to tell. So so by doing that this year, this is new this year, we're going to do that, so... Uh, something different. We're always fine-tuning. Now, I've number, uh, I'm sorry, I've interviewed a number of the Bichetta guys, now Team Veet, following Sebring, and my gosh, you have got some real competition out there among those oh. guys. <laughs> yeah, you should see, and so a lot of them are in the 24-hour, and they'll come by, and I'm serious, you'll have 10 bikes on a line, and a pace line, and they come across that time you stand, and it's just you know, it's just pipes are flying. <laughs> it's amazing how quick those they are. They're really fast. We we got some, and we get some. We get some really serious riders here. We have uh, the big thing is nobody has been able to break uh, Chris uh, McDonald's record here uh, on an upright triangle frame bike of 500 miles in 24 hours. That record has stood since 2005. So I think um, old Chris and Marco, I think, are going to make a go of it this year and see if they can break that record. But it's been a long-standing record. Now the recumbents, though, regularly get over 500 miles, don't they? Oh, yeah. yeah our record for the recumbents, I think, is uh, um, I think it's 536, uh, 5, 
return did 516 in 2006. Uh, Dennis Greck did uh, 522 miles, and he was on a uh, uh, he was on a, um, an APV, you know, uh, a totally enclosed by oh, HPV, right? Banana, <laughs> <laughs> and he he holds the course record for uh, for that. You know, for that class, well, for you know, all he has the highest mileage of anybody. And then, of course, your 24-hour drafting guys. I mean, some of those guys uh, are, you know, well over 500. Uh, looking here at my records just to see, Chris Ragsdale did 502 miles. He was in a 24-hour, but the recumbents are the ones that really, yeah, 523 miles, uh, Jim. Jim Verheel did that in 2012. Oh, I mean, those guys are just fierce. I mean, when I talk to them, it's really, really important to them to win that race, which I love because you're the first one of the season. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of guys aren't quite in shape yet, so some of them get surprised when they get here. Uh, but you know, and I, I and it's the first three laps, I have a pace car out. And the only reason for that is people don't know where the track goes. So I'm trying, so I have the pace car out there so they know where to go on the track so they don't get lost out there. And uh, I'll, I'll be going 30 miles an hour, and they're, and they're coming up and saying, get going, get going. I, you know, you're holding me up. Wow. <laughs> so I have to pick it up a little bit. But it's, and, then they, and then we turn into the... Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The wind and the window, you know, uh, uh, they slow way down, but uh, it's very common to have people going 30 miles an hour. Please tell me you use a checkered flag. <laughs> you know, but you will for 2015. Yeah. No, <laughs> I I am surprised. I, I am uh, my wife and I, Ford Haycock. We started uh, SBRA, Sports Car Vintage Racing Association, which uh, and they do vintage races all over the country. Awards and uh, GT350 uh, Shelby's and. And whatnot, uh, and and I don't know why that never occurred to me. Well, number one, it's pit dark out. Oh, okay. The four time you're holding your breath is the countdown clock is counting down because you know you got to get right down to 24 hours 
you, and there's nobody coming across because they've already quit. And, you know, when someone comes by and they realize, well, each lap is taking me 11 minutes. So you think, well, I've only got eight minutes to go, and I can't kill myself. You only get counted when you complete a lap. Okay, so, so partial laps don't count. A lot count. of them will stop before they even get to the uh, to the clock winds down because uh, they know they can't get uh, their final lap in if it's just too short. You know, there's not enough time. Now, what's the pit area like there with 100 people going around a, a three-mile loop? It's got to be fairly big, I would assume. Well, what we do, most of the most of the riders stay on the track, and what they do is they'll pull on the outside of the plane, which is you're still on, you're on the racetrack itself. They'll pull over, and their people will be standing there on the other side of the wall, and they'll hand over stuff to them or change out or do whatever they need to do. Uh, 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 it, uh, believe it or not, I was out there. There's an SCCA National this weekend out there, and I was out there, and I looked, and I could not believe it. That wall now has an eight-foot fence on it that runs the entire length of the pit straight. Wow. Uh, and I'm going, oh, my God, you know, what? You know, then I'm going to have to have virtually anybody that wants service or something. They're going to have to go through that lane just like the race cars do. It's no big deal because it's the same distance. But um, Skip Barber has all his race cars lined up down at the other end of the pits, and we don't. So we don't usually use the pit lane. So I'd have to talk him into moving some of his cars so we have enough room to get a bike through there without, you know being obstructed, but uh, I talked to track, there's big eight-foot holes with fences that can be opened, and they're going to put these stairs in, uh, so so there's four of those along that, the, the pit lane at Seabring is almost a half mile long, so it's, uh, you know, you can really spread out, but what happens is we don't, it, it, most of the cyclists are just along the, about one-third of the pit lane. Uh, so they can use that one gate to get across, to get over there, to hand something off to somebody. Or if someone comes in and needs some help, they can go across there and, and do whatever they need. You know, if they need a, a jacket or their batteries are dead in their lights or their tires going flat or whatever the reason, uh, they can take, they can, um, so I don't think it'll be that big of a problem. Uh, at, at first I did because I didn't know they had the, uh, they have a locked gate that that they're going to open for me, so um, so people will be able to get over and across without any problem. Now, you talking about Skip Barber? Uh, yeah, I've got another question for you too, but this just totally popped in my mind. Uh, what's his attitude toward the bikes being out there after his uh, driving school has taken place? Is he pretty supportive of your event? Oh, absolutely, and, and it's amazing how many drivers are cyclists because they use cycling as a method of staying in condition. And uh, as a matter of fact, before the, uh, when they do the 12 hour, uh, they have, uh, during the week, you know, they have, uh, I'm talking about the 12 hour car race, the IMSA car race we have every March. And Sebring fills up with about 100,000 people. Um, the drivers, 
uh, all get together, and my son owns a bike shop in town, and they do they do a similar ride out into the countryside around Sebring. The drivers do just uh, they have a fun event where they all get together and go do a ride. So uh, so drivers are not uh, most of them are um, avid cyclists, and they, because they use that as a method. When you drive a race car nowadays with the G-forces and the heat and uh, everything that's involved, you've got to be in really good condition. So so those guys kind of, they hang around and watch and they shake their heads as they can't believe someone will ride a bike for 24 hours. Uh, and the the stewards and the officials are, are very cooperative with us. We, we talk to them. And uh, so we never, they're always very easy to work with. They've been real good people, so so it works well. That is great to hear. Now, from your enthusiasm and what you've said, this is a silly question, but uh, what makes Sebring unique and why should somebody go there? Number one, uh, people, um, the biggest thing I get from the Europeans is I can't believe I'm on the Sebring racetrack. You know, a lot of people uh, just think that is so neat, and you should hear them cheer when the individuals, you know, when they're coming around, they're doing their 11-mile loops, and then I jump out and say, okay, go to the racetrack. And, I have to, and they have to go up a hill <laughs> to go up over a bridge, and, and then they go down and turn on to the racetrack, and they all go, yeah! <laughs> the, the, the racetrack is dead flat. There is no elevation change whatsoever. It is just flat. So I think they're excited. The ones they get, up, uh, except for the wind, they get. Uh, it's a real flat uh, course. So, uh, so the the riders seem to really like that, and and I like it because I don't have, I don't have to risk people being out on the roads at night. Uh, it's very safe. As a result, uh, for instance, um, the hand cyclists. World record, the Guinness World Record, was set at my event. Wow! Um, and they um, Guinness will not accept a world record unless it's done on uh, unless it's done safely, and they will not allow a world record to be done at night on public roads. So by our event, being where they're on the racetrack all night, um, they've accepted uh, the, the first guy to break it was King uh, West. Here. He's actually here from Lake Placid. Uh, he did uh, 357 miles uh, on a hand cyclist. He's paralyzed from the waist down. And then um, a guy from looking at oh, that's 12 hours. Yeah, Keen's done 12 and 24. Um, and then a guy from England on a bike that was made by Audi um, came and um, he uh, broke our record, broke Keen's record, and went 400 miles. So he could have qualified, Thomas Lang is the guy's name, he could have qualified for Ram on a hand cycle. Wow. That's that's, you know, to me, that's just incredible. 403.8 miles he did in 2009. He's a doctor, Dr. Thomas Lang, from, from Germany. And uh, that year we had, like, seven or eight hand cyclists. And they all, I think they all just 
wanted to break Keane's record. <laughs> and only one of them did. And, uh, the other four or five did not. Uh, and Keane was able to do 351 also. But uh, so, but because because of that, Guinness has has accepted our event uh, for uh, for world record consideration in terms of uh, the hand cyclists. Now, where can people go for more information? And do you have a uh, uh, maximum number of riders that can sign up? No, we don't have a maximum, mainly because I've never hit it. <laughs> if there was, I don't think I would want more than probably, I wouldn't want more than um, 300 riders on the racetrack at one time. That could get rather. Dicey. So, um, so, so we've never hit that limit. So I've never had to say, "Okay, guys, we're going to have to back it off." Uh, so we've, I've never had to make that final decision. So, uh, and I still haven't made it in my mind. <laughs> but uh, uh, three point seven miles. The the limit for race cars is like seventy five. Oh. Twenty cars per mile. So. Um, so if you can get 75 race cars on there, you sure as heck can get uh, 200 bicycles or even more than that, for that matter. you got to remember, the track, is, you know, it's it's wide enough for three cars to go side by side. Um, you know, it gets a little more tricky down in the corners because you can't go side by side. You could have two cars side by side, but one of them is going to get bumped off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... Uh, and, and and that's the other thing is, and, and I, another thing I do is I put, uh, you know, the blink lights that you have in the back of a bike, the little red ones? Yes. Uh, well, I put them all along the race course. Probably put about 50 of them out in that 3.7 miles so they know where the track goes. Uh, it's it, At night, it is very, very dark. Uh, it's hard to believe how dark it can get out there. And those lights are the only thing that keeps those guys on the road. <laughs> and I used to make them so they blink. But then I found what was happening is the drivers were like, the drivers, the bike riders were like mesmerized by the blinking light <laughs> so they would hit them. Because you go where you're looking. And so uh, so now we just leave them on solid and they don't hit, as, they don't hit nearly as many of them. It used to be I had to had to have 150 of those lights handy because I go through that many by the end of the weekend. And of course, then I got to clean them all up because I, I can't put race cars out there with broken plastic pieces all over the raceway. So I got to clean them up. So, uh, but it was, but that's something else that's unique. Uh, we put those lights out there. So, you know, we recommend everybody have a good, strong headlight and, uh, and a taillight so people don't run over them. Um, and uh, they go around the course. So it uh, works well. What's your website? Uh, it's bikesebring.org. It's, it's an old website. Uh, if you just, for kicks, if you ever just Google Bike Sebring, you can't believe the number of stories out there. Now, they've been doing this for 16 years, and everybody's got their story about their event at Sebring. And it's fascinating reading everybody's descriptions about what they did and how they did it and whatnot. I have, and we have a Facebook page, just Mike Seaver, uh, on Facebook also, that uh, and 
some people often on that will ask me a question if I if I'm looking at it I'll answer it for them uh, and sometimes I'll put up notes about things coming up uh, but um, so that's how uh, org, and down on the bottom left on the first page there's info at Sebring if somebody's got a question and Candy Smith is my she kind of handles all my registrations, and she's done it so many times, she just about knows every answer that needs to be. When I get a question from her, it's like, oh, damn, it's going to be a complicated one because if she can't <laughs> answer it, that means I'm going to have a hard time answering it. So I take it registration so, is open. When does it close? Uh, the actual, uh, see, we go through, when you connect through uh, Bike Sebring, um, you can either send a paper uh, application in or, or an entry, or you can click on active.com, and that will go through, and I think that's live until the day before the event, and then it closes. All right. If they, they haven't entered by the day of the event, then they can just come to the event and walk in. We, get, we probably get 20 walk-ins every year. And uh, most of those are Florida people. Uh, it seems like the Florida riders are very sensitive to the weather. And if, uh, if it's going to be like 30 degrees out, uh, they don't want to do it. <laughs> and uh, uh, everyone else from their country is going, oh, my God, that's warm. <laughs> you know? so, so we'll get a lot of walk-ins from people that actually live here in Florida uh, that will just show up. So... We've had some cold, and we've had some day, times when uh, we've started with 30 degrees. Our first 12-hour, not only was it 30, 40 degrees, but it rained the entire 12 hours, and that was miserable. I, I remember uh, uh, a rider, his name escapes my head right now. Uh, God, he's been racing with us for years. He, uh, from Pen he's from Pennsylvania. But he, uh, he came in, Lou Meyer. Lou came in, and I was standing beside the track, beside the, uh, the the short loops, and he came up and stopped in front of me. He says, Mark, can you help me? And I said, sure, what do you need? He says, I can't get my hands off my handlebar. Okay. <laughs> and I had to bend his fingers to get his hands off the handlebar, and and then he went down into the uh, Chateau Alain, which is the hotel that's right there at the track, and he went into the hot tub, sat there for 15 minutes, came back out, got on his bike, and took off. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so much like Lou Meyer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Lou is, uh, he is something else, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cold that year, and that was in, I think, what, 1999? That was a long time ago. Oh, uh, so I've been the race director, by the way, for the entire history of this event so been 16 years trying to find somebody in our club that wants to take it on but as soon as i bring it up they all just walk away <laughs> well mark so, andrews thanks very much for joining us uh, really a pleasure to learn much more about your event and again it is valentine's weekend yeah and okay. uh registration's open go to bikesebring.org and get signed up uh, Mark Andrews, again, thank you very much. Appreciate your time. This is Over the Top Cycling in Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 